Welcome to the Journal Hijabi podcast. I'm your host, Sirin, and here we're all about elevating the voices of hijabi women in mainstream media through authentic storytelling. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We fail to realize, like, when we go home, we go our separate ways, almost, like, as if, like, oh, like, I don't wear hijab, like, I don't need to worry about it too much, you know? Like, I feel like, as men, in general, we don't know what that is like at all. It's tough, because you have to wear it always, like, at any time. We don't see the numerous times that, you know, you could have got another look, or, you know, dealt with something little that someone might, not even to the point where they're, like, numb to it, where it's like, oh, that's just, it just is what it is. Hey guys, it's Serene and welcome back to Journal Hijabi. And if you're new here, Journal Hijabi is a platform where hijabis can be themselves, speak their truth, and tell their stories. So you get to hear about hijabis from hijabis and not from the internet. Join in on our weekly conversations with different hijabis where we discuss the stories of each hijabi and dive deep into the meaning behind it. You can support this podcast by simply leaving an honest review and sharing it with the people you know would love it. Let's begin. In this episode, I spoke with Saim and Musab. Saim is a college student studying biology and is the president of an amazing organization called Project Downtown DFW, which is a nonprofit aimed to aiding the local homeless community. And Musab is a recent graduate from UNT where he studied business administration and marketing. And together, they have a creative Instagram called Film Archive where they share some of their favorite film pictures. In this episode, we discussed ways guys can become advocates for hijabis. We talked about showing empathy, looking inward, and much more about how our young Muslim men and community can come together in support and compassion for hijabi empowerment. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. First, I want to start off by thanking both of you guys for joining me today and spreading more information and stories about the hijab and ways we can advocate towards it. So the first question I have for you both is, what are your thoughts on journal hijabi and why do you think that a guy's perspective should be included in the topic of the hijab? 
first of all, I wanted to say thank you so much for having both of us on here. Um, I don't think like we get community too much to even discuss this or just get to learn about it, but I definitely want to leave like here knowing more and like understanding more about the hijab and like how, what it's like. And I know that I'm going to explain like our perspective and like what we see and what we feel, but like I feel like first and foremost, it should be essential to understand y'all's perspective and then being able to connect with that because I think the journal hijabi is dope and like to share what other hijabis go through and perspectives and how they go about everyday life and all the stories that they might have can pack so much knowledge and we can like learn so much I definitely want to be able to like pick at that and try to understand it a lot more and then I mean a guy's perspective I think it's important to like know how we would deal with those situations and I think it's really important to also address that like though we see it you know like we might go somewhere with our our parents or like our mom or sister or whatever and you know it might be a, a look or two but I feel like we have to internalize that that's what they go through all the time and so like we might get a little mad about it or like it is hurtful and it's like damn like that's really that really is the narrative that's like out there but I think we fail to realize like when we go home we go our separate ways almost like as if like like oh like I don't wear hijab like I don't need to worry about it too much you know like I feel like it's tough because like you have to wear it always like at any time like you know I, we don't see the numerous times that you know you could have got another look or you know dealt with something little that someone might not even to the point where they're like numb to it where it's like oh that's just it just is what it is like i'm gonna go somewhere and i'm gonna be stared at i'm gonna be the center of the attention and that's what it is and i feel like as men in general we don't know what that is like at all and though we see it i think first and foremost i think it's so important to just try to understand that and listen like I, the first thing is to listen like to these stories these perspectives and try to hopefully better our understanding so we can react better and understand better so those are my thoughts on it yeah that's why i think uh this podcast is also like a great platform like what science said it's a great platform for hijabis to share their experience of things and also like uh not only with like my family also because my sister's a hijabi and my mom's a hijabi mm -hmm. but even with like some of my friends whenever like we go out and stuff i always feel like I need to be more aware of my surrounding when I'm around them yeah. because like, I feel like I need to be more like protective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just in case like something goes down or something like mm -hmm. I have to always be aware because, you know, at any moment there might be like some racist or something like that or someone might say something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the anxiety that comes with like how I'm not always going to be around them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I might not be able to protect like all the way you know what i mean like something yeah. might happen to me also but like like for me to be there it does make me feel a little bit more comfortable especially like with my mom and sister because like mm -hmm. you know we always hear stories about some crazy stuff that happened or like a hijabi that gets followed like something like that happened at uta like last oh, year where hijabi was getting followed around the parking lot and stuff like that and like just knowing that stuff and like knowing that like anything could happen at any moment like just the anxiety behind that it's kind of annoying because like y'all y'all shouldn't even really go through anything like that and y'all don't deserve to go through anything like that yeah, definitely yeah. 
it brings me like if you remember one time when we were in, in Austin for showdown and we were like all standing in a group like in front of the gas station and there was just this man that was just looking at us some type of way like he just kept like I don't know coming at us or asking questions and like even when we left he was still looking at us and I remember you saying that you just don't like the way that he's staring at us and so it's just situation Mm -hmm. situations like those and like I totally understand what you're saying and it does hurt to like not really to know that you're not always going to be there but I mean you know we really just have to hope for the best that also brings me to our next question so have either of you guys ever come across a hijabi whether that be a friend relative or family member being discriminated against or looked at in an unpleasant way and have situations like those ever affected you either because of how it made you feel or because of how someone else reacted to it if so why and if not why the thing is like a full-out racist you know aggressive situation has never happened in front of me and i just feel like it's sad because it's as if like those people who would do anything and who are thinking it inside know when not to say anything because like oh they're with they're with people right now you know they get much less confident and whatnot um but i mean we see so many stories and it's it's kind of scary obviously like you know you have like when my mom uh, like is wearing hijab and it's just like it is anxious like i am anxious like you know it's like tough that because we're not going to be there you know like it's just it is what it is like we got to live our lives everyone's doing things going to work this and that um and it's a sad reality that that exists but i think having like conversations like this where you know we bring it to light more because i feel Mm -hmm. like it's not as understood you know like that this is something that is like an everyday thing and we live in texas i know like it's just you turn the wrong corner and it's just you turn Mm -hmm. to the wrong place right and i feel like having conversations like this should be so much more you know more prevalent because i feel like if you were to just ask a regular man just like what it's like to wear it and whatnot you know i'd be like oh it's hard you know, I'm sure it sucks. Oh, I'm in the summer. I bet it's hot or like something like that. But the I, I was re- reading an article about it. Um, s- someone who's a hijabi as journalist was saying just like some days it really just feels like a public service announcement. Like your life is a public oh service God. announcement like yeah. every day, like wherever you go, you're just you have to wear your, your like your whole identity on your sleeve. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that is a struggle that I won't know what it's like and to know that like they are just so many dangers and like opportunities for bad things to happen like we see it all the time you know on social media and like you see like people's uh scars being pulled off and um yeah. and like the criticism that um like athletes get i saw it like ibtahaj muhammad uh, the olympian mm-hmm. uh, um she was like talking about like what it's like wearing a hijab during sports and like during the olympics and how she faced a lot of like um criticism and things like that mm-hmm. and it's just like it's become a reality like it is it is what it is and i thought that was um really cool like on your last episode like zahra said like you don't have to accept that right like it's just like it's discrimination and like we've grown as a society enough where like it's 
like we should say something we have mm-hmm. to say something we got to like start stepping our ground and if we have more conversations like this we can start slowly g- becoming more of a community i feel like there's such a such a division of like understanding what it's like between men and women of like especially like our age of like hijab and just like the struggles of you know like yeah. having to you know constantly be out in the public just all out there you know um yes and i feel like if i feel like there's such a disconnect like there other than if you had like a brother or something or like a close friend like you're not gonna just go to some random uh you know guy or and just be like okay like i feel safe now like in a I feel like the community sense isn't there where we're like understanding enough, but I, I definitely do that's it's a sad reality that hopefully, you know, we can start yeah. kicking down slowly. Yeah, I definitely understand like what you were saying about just the disconnect in our community and I really like that you bring that up because I'm just now thinking like that is true. Like there is a disconnect and like, what can we do to, like, strengthen just our knowledge and our bond from, like, people our age of, like, Muslim men and Muslim women? Like, what do we do when we see, like, a Muslim girl being discriminated against or, like, treated a certain way in public? Like, what can we do, like, to empower them, give them advice? Like, we need to, like, come up with a plan and just strengthen our, our bonds and talk about it, just like you said. Uh, the experiences that, I mean, there was that one experience also in Austin. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just going around, like, just public places with my, either with my sister or my mom. Like, I feel like there's always going to be people staring. Like you said, it's like, it's like hijab is kind of like, like a... T- target on your head in a way oh, if that yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. to like race people like it will always it will always catch someone's eye like people will always be staring at stuff yes. and i feel like because of that it's like i always have to be like prepared or like just aware yeah. at all time you know what i mean because i feel like at any time something might go down you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like just like what saim said how we should like talk about it more and have people be more aware about it because like i feel like more people are aware about like what's going on and like more aware about hijabis and said hijabi safety uh it'll create more of like a safe environment inshallah hopefully Mm -hmm. so because like i shouldn't i shouldn't have like this much anxiety about my friends or my mom going out like by herself with a hijab on like yeah like it like it shouldn't be like that i feel like i should be comfortable with just like my mom should be able to go out like anyone else i mean not not only the hijab like just as a girl in general Mm -hmm. i feel like also like i should be comfortable with my mom or my sister or my friends just to be able to go out and not worry about a racist or some weirdo doing something you know what i mean exactly for sure we shouldn't like you said like be afraid of it because it is such a beautiful thing like to wear a hijab and it's part of our religion and like we should be proud of it and so I know we always talk about like you know sometimes we'll bring up the hijab and we'll speak about it like in a way that oh like we're being discriminated against and this and like what do we do and we have to come up with the plan but can it really just be a conversation of like talking about how we like the hijab and we're proud wearing it and how can we like walk around with it confidently and not have to worry about these things and I think it really comes down to like spreading knowledge about like what it means and what the symbol stands for so you know I understand like not everyone's gonna know like 
like, hey, what are you wearing on your head? Like, what is she doing? Like, when she's praying, you know? And so they just don't know that. So I feel like it's also up to us. Like, I would have to go up to them and kind of explain to them. And I mean, even if they do ask, because mostly all they either stay or just ask. So, I mean, I really just have to, like, go up to them and explain to them, like, yeah, this is the hijab and this is that. But, like, I totally understand what you're saying about like we don't have you don't have to be afraid of your mom or sister going out and you really shouldn't and so that's how the conversation should change and going back to um going back to what we were saying earlier about Saim, you mentioned that you read like this hijabi journalist and she was saying like you wear the it's like it's as if we wear the hijab on our sleeves or something as a hijabi woman I think that is true and we really do carry like the face and I guess the symbol of our religion Islam because the hijab is displayed openly and outwardly and so sometimes with that we can be exposed to preconceived thoughts or judgments about us whether we like it or not and oftentimes our image can be twisted and used in a not so good way and so what kinds of what kinds of misunderstandings and misrepresentations have any of you seen on the internet that hijabis have been affected by as a result of other people's exposures to these misrepresentations i mean unfortunately that's what i wanted to touch on unfortunately it's there's such a double standard um because y'all have to y'all are wearing it on your sleeve and have the faith there it's like as if as everyone is like oh like let me like let me tell you about like everything you need to know because i know right um i feel like i see i've seen that often on the internet um just kind of like a misconception i think that it just brings it back to the disconnect of not really like basically like Muslim men like our age especially just not understanding you know what it's like to wear it or the journey like if you know like it's hard one day like we don't know what it's like waking up one day and just being like damn like maybe I don't want to wear it today like you know it's not like you're gonna take it like it's not like you hate it but like I'm sure there's tough days right Mm -hmm. um and I just feel like there's such a disconnect of like not even understanding it so not even so when we do hear the stigmas of like, oh, like she's just she's a hijabi, like or like hijabis are like this, or you know that they shouldn't do certain things, or they need to be exactly. like protected, or this and that. And I honestly like lately, I I love that I've been seeing so many like pronounced like hijabi women in like different fields and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing it in politics and like just mainstream like fashion and media and in sports and i and just really any like stem majors like business i like i think it's it's something that we can't shy away from and like and i know hijabi women aren't shying away from it but i feel like as like men and as like our community in general we don't like expose ourselves enough to see that like we're not trying to go look for what like great things they're doing and they're out going out in public and being unapologetically you know hijabi and muslim and and a woman and just being out there and i feel like we don't see that and then we see you know like we see a very watered down like image or like what we've seen on the internet what we've heard about in the internet i don't know like if you were to say like oh like hijabi women are like don't do like certain things aren't outgoing or like have to be you know shy and have to like stay in the back you know it's like 
that misconception, I feel like mm-hmm. it's not like word for word in everyone's head, but I'm sure there's a little preconceived notion that it's just like when you see a hijabi woman doing something, you know, like being in politics or doing something, you're just like a little surprised. You're like, oh, like I didn't know, like you could do that, or like, mm-hmm. or you're allowed to do that. Like I'm sure, like people who don't might not know in like Islam or whatever, like they're like, oh, like I didn't even know, like you're allowed to do that and there's just like a lot of dumb misconce- uh, misconceptions mm-hmm. and misrepresentations and i feel like i mean the least that we can do is definitely just call it out when we see it but yeah. i think i think we have to get educated first that's like my whole like mm-hmm. every question i could answer the same thing like, you know it's like very, it's so applicable um just how important empathy is in this situation and it's not like empathy for someone we don't know or this group of people who are going through this like these are like you know like if we're muslim like we're supposed to be very a a tight-knit community like under you know like somewhere where it's reliable and i think we've lost that completely out the window um and it, it all definitely falls back onto just not listening like not reaching out and trying to figure out like what is it like you know what misrepresentations are you going through like how how do you feel like how are those bad days like what's that like and you know like walk us through it instead i feel like there's a lot of like people who jump the gun and just kind of want to spit out that one-liner that they think is like amazing and I, I feel like we're just stuck at that. Like I see it so often and we're not we're not really moving. Tying in like with what you were saying, do you think those misunderstandings of like just people coming up to us or something or saying like, Oh, I didn't even know a hijabi could do that or be that do you think those misunderstandings are cultural or religious? Because I don't I don't think that it would have anything to do with the religion it's cultural for cultural. sure yeah I, I think it's definitely cultural um you know if if anyone were to say it's religious i would yeah. say that they aren't well versed in the religion like um it's so mm-hmm. cultural it's it's the picture painted around hijabis and just the idea in general that oh like you can't do this and this and that but it's i i would women definitely in general. say mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i and i it is completely that and i love that i'm seeing like so much more lately you know just of of the independence and you know just outgoingness of women in general and hijabis and just just going out there being unapologetic because i feel like that's necessary to an extent because you know i like we can't expect you know some of these people to change but we can show them and like you know what we're about and what you were saying like where you just go and walk up to someone and you just you know you explain it to them like if they're staring or like if they ask like you know and then you know who knows like what kind of conversation you can spark mm-hmm. up and it can go you know in all different places we have to come ready with the facts every time yeah we first have, that is true prepared. like they're they're looking to trump you somehow no but th- but that's also also the thing it's like I'm really not obligated to, like, be ready to know what to answer when somebody comes at me a certain way. Or yeah, asks, yeah, definitely. That's me, true as well. You know I mean? So it goes it goes both ways. Uh, when you said misconception, did you mean, like, from non-Muslims? Or are you talking about, like, from Muslim men? 
Well, I'm saying like misunderstandings and misrepresentations of like things that you see on the media or the internet of like hijabis. Like, oh, like they would say something about hijabi or they'll say like, oh, it's written in the Quran that she like she's forced to wear it, which is like not true. Yeah. You know, th- things like these. That is a misconception I see a lot is that hijabis are forced to wear it and that like also like they're seen as like slaves to Muslim men and stupid stuff like that and to be honest like even if stuff like that does happen it's all like from the cultural aspect I feel like it's none of that is like in the religion and that's something like the people non-Muslims and stuff like that online on the media and stuff they need to understand because they keep mixing up the religion Mm -hmm. with like the BS some people's culture like have you know what I mean I feel like they're just looking for that really yeah, they're just trying to really make the religion look bad and make hijabi yeah. like like make the hijab look more like something bad than something good. You know what I mean? They just yes. want to find any reason to just mm-hmm. put something bad on it. Yeah, and I think it's just it's like so important to the point where like we can't sit back and be silent about it because it can really like destruct our image and you know people can get hurt. Like if a guy ha if a guy just thinks that the Quran is like wrong or like people that wear the hijab or like like bad people or something and so if he sees a hijabi you know he might do something and so that's why it's so important to like bring young people together and speak about it in a way where it's like like correct them like bring up the facts like hey this is culturally and it varies from person to person and country to country and this is what our holy book says the Quran and you know what I mean so it's, it's just things like that and so like in relation to that question from a guy's standpoint how can guys help destruct this narrative presented by the media about hijabis well I mean anytime we see it I mean it's it has to be addressed right if it's if it's one of those tough combos I feel like it has to be has to be addressed and I think it's incredibly easy for us to not say anything you know like yeah. if yeah. or like if you if it's not something super like completely racist but it's definitely you know a, a sly shot at it or something like that mm-hmm. and you just don't want to go in the middle i don't know if it's at work or where wherever it could be and you don't want to go make a big scene or anything like that yeah. um or if if it's family or if it's friends or whatever and you and you know you're just hearing comments that are absolutely like maybe degrading or this or that um i think like any other big issue i think it falls on a responsibility that we have to have those tough combos like you just got to sit down and sometimes have them and you know you can obviously be if it's someone close or family or whatever like definitely be like respectful and everything like that but i think that's the first step that we can do um is having those tough conversations where we can see it but also for sure like just normalizing it like normalizing the support you know Mm -hmm. of hijab like of like if we're muslim men like you know like our age and just like normalizing just like being you know like number one supporters like i don't see why it's like so so like against it like it's just like the the divide is there again like it's just Mm -hmm. like oh like Mm -hmm. i don't want to do all that like you know like it's it's just it yeah, seems got, backwards to me you know yeah like that's what i was gonna say because uh i feel like as men we have to always show support and call it out any time we see it 
And, you know, social media is, like, so powerful. Now, everyone's on social media, and I feel like we should always show support on social media, always talk about anything that goes wrong or anything like that. We got to show awareness to it. And I feel like a lot of guys, they see it also, like, it's not happening to me. It's not something I'm going through. Like, it doesn't really affect me. I'm not going to say something about it. And I feel like that's something we should go past. Like, like I feel like that's kind of immature just because it doesn't affect you. But, I mean, it's like like y'all are a sister in this side. You know what I mean? Like, it's something yeah. we have to be able to say. And it's something uh, we should always talk about. Because, like, the more we talk about it, the more people become aware of it. I mean, hopefully it changes as quick as possible. But even if it doesn't, change now like it could change for the next generation and make make it more safe for like future hijabis wait like i did not know that muslim guys would just kind of sometimes not feel obligated to say like i'm really just hearing that for the first time you're like some guys just like shy away from it or, or you're saying they wouldn't just say anything man you know some people don't care i yeah, really like, just think i think it, we would be surprised to see how much people if it doesn't affect them like it just doesn't matter you know um and yeah. i think we've like that's been our community for so long now and just like mm-hmm. how it is a lot of the times mm-hmm. and, and it's unfortunate for sure but i think you know now like we have like intertwining friends and just like yeah. making like that normal and supporting in between that and just that growing from you know mutual friends to even their mutual friends and just that mm-hmm. growing would make so much of a difference like that's our like what we can do like personally is like what i'm around right uh like my community like the dfw ish area like we have i feel like we would all have to look inwards especially as muslim men like yeah. we have to like definitely look inwards and that's where like the double standards comes in like you know you can't be like oh like you see a like a a a good situation where you can go tell someone off about hijab or something like but then you are a hypocrite like and you know are degrading yourself or you know are not doing everything that you could do to help directly a hijabi or like directly support them but, you know, instead you, like, pick a random battle just to pick a random battle, you know? I feel like it would, we would definitely have to be, like, smart about it and, like, actually thoughtful about it. And yeah. I don't think we do that that often. Where do you think that comes from? Like, that whole thought or, like, notion of, like, oh, like, in the Muslim community, I mean, I guess is what you're referring to. But, like, just the feeling that as a, as a Muslim guy or, or something, you just don't really feel obligated to... Um, I guess back up a hijabi or something. Where do you, you know what I mean? Like, where do, where do you think like that idea? Or, like, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's just like on it that level where like not like back up because like I mean we don't like see those situations often. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't I don't think like that like I haven't seen a situation where I can directly like just be like yo like it's like a confrontational type thing like a dangerous moment you know but I think it's more very subtle you know just like little social media things or this or that or just side combos and it's just like Mm -hmm. you just see the division and just like the you know just how it's it's just so so separate Mm -hmm. And there's so little conversation, like actual conversation of like understanding or like, you know, trying to understand in between each other. So I just feel like that's led a lot of people to, you know, that's like their problem. Like Mm -hmm. they 
they don't engage and they've just like kind of just been so far like drifting away that now it's just like oh it's whatever you know we're here right here to bring back the conversation so exactly honestly i think it's just ignorance Mm -hmm. i think those guys just don't want to say anything and these are the same people that like that won't show support but they'll always call out a hijabi for doing something or you know what i mean like 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 they don't ever want to keep their mouth shut like Honestly, like any Muslim guy that's listening to this right now, bro, just keep your mouth shut, honestly. Like, you know, you don't know the experiences that they're going through. You don't know anything, to be honest. You know what I mean? And it's kind of embarrassing because you could have, like, your mom could be a hijabi, your sister could be a hijabi, and then you're talking reckless like this. Like, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, it doesn't make sense at all, actually. The the amount of recklessness I've seen is just so crazy like i like it's just online and i just like keep scrolling are you talking about like on twitter just yeah like your social media like any like if a hijabi posts a pic or this or that like and it's like somewhat has like stats you can just look at the comments Mm -hmm. and someone's like you know there's it's just always there like something stupid something Mm -hmm. dumb like i just feel like yeah it's like people are just like so in their own world now Mm -hmm. like it's always coming from the people that are trying to act religious, too. Yeah, man, like... Uh, like, you're contradicting yourself, bro. One thing, like, I, I feel like we've lost is just, like... I think some people feel like they're doing something. Like, when they do that, or, like, they're online, or they're saying something, and it seems like they're making a difference, or, oh, I'm just spreading the truth, you know, telling it how it is, like... But before you would ever even do that or have the opportunity to do that, you could do so much more in your like around you with people, you know, and like just trying to like understand. But no, like they don't try their keyboard warriors, you know, just going at it. Um, And it's just you. That's the disconnect I'm talking about. Like, it's just it's just an online world. Um, They don't no one knows, you know, like they don't we don't conversate. We don't know what they go through. The I, I, I just honestly can't imagine what it would be like to wear it every day. Like, it's mm-hmm. something I would not be able to... Like, I don't understand because I don't wear it. But I want to have conversations like this, and I want to make this a normal conversation where I don't want someone who's going to listen to the podcast and be like... And I get it. Like, I was like, I was like, damn, like, I'm going to be on a hijabi podcast. Like, <laughs> do I really have any business being on here? But yeah, yeah like... I, I definitely want to come here and take something away and how, like, Muslim men and how I, myself, can be an advocate. Because, like, that's one thing I wanted to talk about is, like, how can I be an advocate? Like, how can I support? But, like, I don't, I haven't asked any hijabis, like, how can I support? You know, I get the whole social media. That's dope. And it's, like, social media is popping and the retweets and support. That means a lot, for sure. But, like, what else can we do? Like, or... You know, just like breaking that barrier, like who has actually asked or like is trying to ask or doing something, yeah. you know? We'll be back after this quick break. That's what the next question is going to talk about advocacy, which is like my favorite thing. But I mean, I don't know if y'all should answer. Or I should answer it. But like, what do you think are some ways that <laughs> guys... I, I'm, I'm going to have to defer this question to you because I'm trying to take away something that I... That, Hopefully, yeah. listeners, like, if, if you're a Muslim man, like, you're listening, and mm-hmm. you want to stop being a keyboard warrior, and you want to do something, I hope you can answer their question and tell us some advice on how we can help. No, honestly, even this question, when I read it, I sent it to Saeem, and I, was, I literally told him, I was like, bro, like, I don't know how to answer this question. Like, I don't know the answer oh to God. this. 
Exactly. Because, like, and I, I remember, like, initially, like, I just, like, answered him, and I was like, I don't, like, I guess, like, support and all that. Yeah. But I was like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, like. Yeah, but well, no, look, like, like, you guys right I don't now, know. you're advocating right now by speaking and being a guest on this podcast. You know, you're doing it right now. You're advocating for hijabis by really bringing light to the subject in your perspective and really saying that guys need to like listen and read and research first so they can understand like i guess they'll never understand but like what they can do but you guys are doing it right now it's a way of advocating and empowering hijabis and so i guess that's and for them to keep their mouth shut exactly (laughs) if you got nothing good to say don't say it (laughs) me and musa will be we'll be watching (laughs) no but um that's i mean like yes like okay when i said like i'll never understand that's like to an extent yes we won't understand but i think there has to be an effort like to try to understand that's the whole Mm -hmm. that's what empathy is and like that's having like what they say like emotional intelligence like being able to understand that okay i'm not going through that that's not something i have to do but it is something that they have to do it is a struggle and you being mean about it or just caring about it is just so dividing and so unnecessary yes. like it it's not that hard to be you know helpful in any way you can and trying to understand i feel like it's very like you know i i guess you could say like everyone's like been drifting about themselves it's like a you know a me place now but like i feel like it's so important to be able to internalize you know other people's struggles and just like realize like that that exists like you know yeah. that that they're going through things and it's like not like oh like i'm gonna get attacked like that's the worst case scenario right like that doesn't happen often but Mm -hmm. you know just the everyday like struggles like it it is tough like the anxiety or like i don't know like what all comes with it but i'm sure i can imagine that you know some days Mm -hmm. it's just not as easy as other days you know what i'm saying yeah in that situation like empathy is the best advocacy i believe because empathy is just such a powerful yet simple thing to do and like if you don't know really how to support hijabis or advocate for or empower hijabis all you can really do is have empathy in that situation and just like listen and understand like what they go through and then like move on from there like what what can we do about that like what solutions can we come up with like community groups lectures talks like this podcast and so like yeah for sure i like empathy uh yeah so like when when you see like people like calling out hijabis or just trying to do the most in any way but or have no empathy and i'm just like i just sit back and i like if i'm like on twitter or whatever and i just like think to it happens so often but i just be thinking to myself and i'm like like how like how is someone saying they're religious or following you know islam Mm -hmm. and and you're not doing one of the the core principles, like what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was. Like, he was the most empathetic person, like before anything. Like he was not around anyone perfect. He was around rather terrible people, and yet, like the narrate, like the the narrative was completely different. He wasn't out attacking people. He wasn't criticizing and just like bashing people who weren't doing things that oh i might not think they're right or you know he was building a community and like a trusting like core of being able to fall back on you know people that you trust and you know and i feel like we're just so far from that but i i think one thing like in this day and age like what Masa was saying like social media like 
it is important to definitely show our support on that because like it is big now and it's definitely um something where it's a it's a first step in normalizing like mm-hmm. like if me like if i did it or like most i did it and like we're just like out like just this and then you know like i feel like someone would be like oh like it was slowly but surely break down barriers that's like something personally i can do or mm-hmm. you know someone can do and you just take yeah. the first step like yeah. i can't look at you might someone might look at it and be like bro what am i gonna do like am i gonna be a bodyguard like you can't like look at the big picture too much you have to like slow things down look at start with the little things yeah like you gotta look yourself in the mirror like what capabilities what can i do who do i know like if you have friends that are hijab like if you don't okay i understand like do what you think you can do like in your scope and like no one's saying to go you know above and beyond but like we can all i guarantee you that muslim men like especially our age can do something Mm -hmm. like very soon that would break down a barrier between uh like the like the rift of just like the community in general like hijabi women muslim women like just the just the rift that there is yeah and kind of like going back to empathy i think it's interesting because i think that really goes back to like guys not really knowing what to do in a situation where they see a hijabi going through something because they're just not used to it but i think it does go back to the whole thing of like being able to show empathy or emotions because i guess they just weren't taught or they're not used to it or like it's just not normalized and so i think that's something definitely like interesting to go deep in and look at because i am going to end on the topic of like guys expressing their emotions about the hijab because i think it's something that we've sort of touched on in this episode and I think it's pretty interesting to hear because we don't really talk about it often. On the topic of guys openly expressing their feelings, whether that be in general or about the topic of hijab, like when we advocate for hijabis, how can we normalize men expressing their emotions while advocating for hijabis or just in general? Because I think that's something that is overlooked and might be, that might be the thing where it's like the barrier of kind of stopping a guy from you know advocating for hijab because it's like maybe other guys might see him and be like what are you doing you know like it's not your place and i, I guess because it's not it doesn't really happen so what do you guys think honestly uh, i understand why some guys think like you know it's not it's not our place because like like nowadays you know it's only because because of the people that said the bad things you know hijabis will come in and be like you can't you can't really talk about it you're not going through it and stuff mm-hmm. so like so like some guys will get scared to even talk about it, but I don't think it should be an issue if if we're saying good things that's like supporting y'all and that will spread awareness to everyone. So like, you know what I mean? So we can build a safe environment for hijabis also, and like for just their feelings in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a whole stigma that men, you know, aren't weak. Like I feel like if guys are always like talk about their feelings and stuff like that, it it just makes you look weak and it's makes you look vulnerable you know Mm -hmm. i feel like that's one thing guys don't want to be seen as as like vulnerable or weak so that's one thing that's like that's hard about it where do you think that really comes from like who do you ever think about like where did that even start from you know probably just started from years years ago but yeah i mean i i feel like it's in every culture like i don't know why but it's Mm -hmm. like embedded in every single culture and like it's just 
mm-hmm. it's so deeply ingrained i mean yeah. just like other societal norms mm-hmm. like just like any other ones it's the same way and especially like I don't know, like, I guess it's always been a thing, but, like, not one... Also, I feel like people don't want to look dumb in front of their friends and don't, yeah. like, want to be called out What's or, like... Yeah, definitely. It, it's... I mean, peer pressure's been around since, you know, since I can... Forever. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a lot of that, too. Like, it's being vulnerable. Like, oh, my... Like, my friends are going to think I'm, like, weak or, you know, just definitely. And, like, also just being new to the feeling of being vulnerable like that's something that isn't like a normal feeling to like just always have you know like so so i i definitely think like it's hard to deal with and like where to attack it from or like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're like if i'm doing it right or am i saying the right things or did i do too much or not enough Mm -hmm. you know like i mean there's a lot of like technicalities to it i'm sure like and you can get into like uh, I guess that's like a bunch of like just like psychology and like mm-hmm. people's people's mental and just like how they feel and like how they were raised and what they think and you know it's it takes that whole road down um but I, I think it, it's gonna take some like pioneers to just like mm-hmm. you know just be like it's mm-hmm. like who cares you know I was thinking about it when we were like you said I said society but you said it's a cultural thing but I see it in a way like going back to the culture I mean culture is man-made so it's like a long time ago somebody decided that men showing emotions or something it wasn't normal or it wasn't okay and then like you said that was just ingrained with us like throughout time and time and so thinking that like culture is man-made and someone like made that up and it started from a human being it really like I think, I mean, for me, it opens up my eyes and it's like, okay, this can't hold me back anymore. You know what I mean? So if another guy made that up, you can, you guys can like change it. You don't have to like follow along those lines and you know what I mean? And, and be a victim to it. Yeah. So. I, I def. I mean, like, like that, like, I don't mean to like bust down a hadith, like, but like where like the prophet was kissing his grandchild and someone was like, oh, you kiss your kiss your like mm. grandson like you do that and like said, so, of course like you know like it just went on the narrative like of course like that like it was just a it was an yeah. of course answer for the prophet him, you know like and it was the culture that was there then and is still all the way here the same basic you know narr- narrative of just like oh like we can't be weak and this and that but i that's what i was kind of say is like I don't know, lately I've tried to adopt that in a sense of, like, of, like, who cares, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not with, like, everything, but, like, just, like, being yourself and wanting to say what you want to say and, like, expressing yourself how you want to express yourself. I feel like I've taken, I've tried to internalize that a lot more and just being, like, you know, like, it is what, like I'm going to yeah. do whatever I want to do. Like, I'm going to express myself however I want to express myself. And sometimes... I would think like, you know, like, oh, should I post this or should I say this? I don't know. I like, it's kind of like, it's kind of out there or like, I'm like, if it was like, if I'm wearing something or, you know, that's like only thing I can like push it to. Like if I'm like, oh, like this outfit is kind of crazy, but like, I'm gonna wear it. Um, And you kind of just like realize that no one like cares that much, you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone is a main character, like in their own life, you know, and like your side character in everyone else's life Mm -hmm. so you kind of just gotta be like i'm gonna say i i am gonna express myself i am gonna communicate normally and i'm gonna support outwardly and what are you gonna do about it you know like i feel like that's the mindset that so we have like 
as like Muslim men like have to try to adapt to like adopt like all right like I am gonna say it like what are you gonna do like you know like <laughs> like it's it's just like oh are you gonna make fun of me like it's yeah. it, it it becomes so immature like what I was saying like it just goes down to like like what are we like five like I get it yeah. like it, it's tough and I like, I haven't I'm saying it like I'm it's easy and I'm like I do it every day but I don't but um I think it just it's gonna take that one scary jump and once you start feeling comfortable with yourself it's just i'm sure it just gets easier and easier and easier but that's definitely a journey um that we all have like you know just being comfortable with ourselves and being able to express ourselves and Uh, have these emotions also about like the emotion stuff i was saying earlier how like it feels like guys will think like you know what i mean they're like more vulnerable and stuff like that mm-hmm. like from my experience i see it as like uh whenever i do talk about my emotions and stuff like that as of lately i feel like i've been more open about it but before i did see it as like something weak you know and i always saw it as like maybe people could take advantage of me because mm-hmm. i'm like being more vulnerable showing myself you know what i mean like yeah. it's like it's like i'm opening myself up for like someone maybe being able to take advantage of me mentally or something like that you know what i mean and like Mm -hmm. also with like anxiety because i like deal with anxiety also like whenever i'm like thinking of emotion thinking about being emotional or something like that like there's always like me overthinking about it like always thinking of the worst thing that could possibly happen if i'm like if i express myself express my emotion or like or if i should just keep it to myself there's always going to be that overthinking with it and then the bad thing about like just keeping it to yourself there's always like that that breaking point you know what i mean mm-hmm. where like you held it in for too long and then you just like break type stuff and yeah. there's and there's like other different things also that come with men like guys don't cry as much you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like for example like when my brother passed away like two months ago i laid humble oh it's God. like when i like the first day you know what i mean all the like i cried and stuff you know i let out all my tears but like i felt like after that I physically I couldn't even cry anymore you know what yeah. I mean I felt like I couldn't anymore because like, I felt like I had to be like strong in front of my family you know what I mean if that makes sense like I had to be strong in front of my family and I feel like if I was strong in front of my family maybe it will help them yeah emotionally also if they don't see me crying and stuff like that so like, I felt like that was another thing I felt mm-hmm. like I needed to do, yeah. which could be bad. I mean, because I still had people tell me like, oh, you know, it's good to cry, stuff like that. Like, Little Soul cried also yeah. when I don't remember exactly who passed away. They said Little Soul cried also for like three days. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just felt like I couldn't. I don't know if I just I've already like my brain is just like that now. Like I already mm-hmm. got used to that whole stigma and stuff like that of, of not being weak. Like I have to be strong and stuff like that and not show my emotion. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's the weird thing they have to go through. Because, like, whenever, like I said, whenever a guy wants to show emotion and stuff, it does feel like you're weak. And, like, as of lately, I've been, like, expressing it more with just whatever. And then, like, with anxiety and stuff, even when I express a lot of my emotions and stuff, I feel like, I feel like I'm being annoying and I'm doing, like, too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you oh, mean. Yeah, and, like, also, like, other than being annoying, sometimes it's, like, I feel like maybe I'm doing too much or even when I explain to someone like my anxiety and stuff mm-hmm. it feels like they're not really like listening to me or like they'll never understand what I'm actually going through or like I'm just using it as an excuse for something you know what I mean like it's yeah. not yeah it's like they don't really understand it and I always have that feeling inside me like mm-hmm. 
Like, they'll never understand, like, what I'm actually going through. You know what I mean? Because they're not, because they don't feel it. So they don't know what it's what it's really like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I see yeah. where you're coming from. I mean, I can't totally understand that from your perspective, but I can understand it in a sense that, like, someone wouldn't take it seriously because it'd be like, what do you mean? Guys don't, you know what I mean? Like, guys can handle it or you don't usually go through this. Like, what are you talking about? And, like, just, like, overlook it. And so... I, like definitely like we have like responsibilities and things like that but i think as like more resources are like coming aware and just like even like anxiety and just like like, mental health as it's like becoming more spoken about you know like it's 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 a much more popular topic now it's not like taboo as much especially in our age like you know it's something we try to like talk about and whatnot like i feel like as that's happening like I feel like we really got to, at some point, we have to, like, prioritize ourselves sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, I know for a fact, like, if I'm going through it or something, like, I'm not helpful as a person to anybody, yes. right? Like, I yes. just am not my best version of myself. And I feel like prioritizing yourself, you might have, like, I might be like, oh, I can't because I got to do, I got to do my other stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, like, how, like, I want to look at it is, like, if I can get better, and be the best version of myself. That's that's how I'm gonna be the best person to everyone around me, the best advocate to and like, you know, the most yeah. useful advocate for hijabis or um, you know, women or pe- people in my life, um, friends, family, you know, like it's definitely a personal like it's a struggle. I'm sure we all of us have, everyone can relate, and you know, some more than others or some different struggles, you know, everyone's got you know a lot of stuff going on and i think as we've like progressed and like have gotten a little bit more exposure to mental health and realized that it's okay to get it taken like to address it you know and i know it's it's tough like to even like because like i've thought about therapy but i've never gone and like i I wouldn't even know really where to like start you know with all that but i think we just we just got to try to at the end of the day have in the back of our head that at some point we have to prioritize ourselves and in my opinion i feel like me becoming the best i can be so much better of a person to everyone around me you know mm-hmm. and i feel like people need to understand just like the same thing with like with hijabis how people should understand hijabis and what they're going through i feel like people need to understand anxiety also and not just fake it because you know there's a lot of people that just you know, they'll post about it, retweet about it, but they deep inside, they still don't understand. And they, they just act like they care and stuff, but they really don't. Because, like, bro, anxiety is, like, there's many different aspects to anxiety. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. like, like there's many different things. Like, I'll go, there's, like, the, the anxiousness, and there's, like, like weird stuff that come with it, like blurry vision, always feeling mm-hmm. tired type stuff, like overthinking. And with overthinking, you can also, like, like it might mess up your like your decision making and stuff like that. You might do something you regret just because you like started overthinking about it, and then like, yeah. or there'll be like a situation you're in, and then you're just thinking about it like the whole time, and then you end up doing something you regret just because you were overthinking about it, even though it should have been something simple. You know what I mean? And then there's yeah. also like this year, like bro, I've lost like so many people, right? And then now I have like this whole anxiety, like or this fear of like death. You know what I mean? Like. Like, I, like at any time, like, even sometimes before I go to sleep, I'll be, like, scared to go to sleep because I'm scared, like, I won't wake up, you know what I mean? Or, like, if I go on, like, a long road trip or something, I have that fear of, like, like I might get into a car accident and die in the middle of nowhere or, like, you know what I mean? Or get hurt bad in the middle of nowhere. Like, 
now I always have like this fear and anxiety of like, you know what I mean? I might die at any moment or of, like, yeah. or like family or someone like there's always that thought. It's like, you know, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? It's like it's bad. It's like a negative thought. But like, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? I feel like For even sure. if I talk about it, it's like it's still going to be in my head type type stuff, you know? Definitely. At least, you know, it's not like by yourself, you know? Like those are the worst when it's just like, damn, like I don't even want to tell anybody. Like I don't want to bother anybody. And then you're just, it's like, it's pretty, it's like hard knowing you're going through it completely alone. No, nah, I, I just, know, I know I'm not alone, but it, it, it gets annoying when, you know, you're explaining it to someone that's not like, that, that that's not really going through it and doesn't really understand it. And then they just like, Brush yeah, it off, type stuff. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, they don't really know how it feels like, which I kind of understand. But like, you can't, you can't just act like you care and then like really don't care. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, you're not showing, and you're not showing any type of support. You're not really being. I mean, you're like, you're not obligated to be there for me or anything like that. But like, you can't just act like or tell me that you care and stuff like that. And then just like, you're really just lying. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think that like just in general that's kind of like what everyone wants everyone wants to check in and make sure their name's on the list you know like type thing just like with anything like if it's like oh like i listen to this podcast i want to be uh i want to help each other i'm gonna retweet this all right you saw it like my name's there like i did something you know like don't forget it and that's just kind of like where we're like like that happens so much more often just like checking in with someone or you're just like like what's your intentions and like i mean we'll never know right like we're not i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh why'd you do it but i feel like that's what what we can do is try to just check ourselves as much as we can hopefully just spread what we want to see and just keep that going that's i feel like that's just uh like a principle especially in islam the the fact that it's so important in islam but so vacant between like our community our age group and stuff like of just like acting the part like everyone wants to know what they're talking about oh everyone wants to sound like they're like they got it mm-hmm. and like or like you know there's what thing is right but like it's rare that you see someone just like acting with some just a genuine person like you know a very genuine feel like you know i feel like that's become so rare like yeah a lot of people are fraudulent yeah that's very fraudulent whatever it is like yeah. you know like if it's just like it could be like with the hijabi topic or just like supporting like you know muslim women or anything you, they just might want to say the right things and just get by because they know like oh like this is what i should say right so i'm just gonna say it or just and, to be seen as a good person yeah that's something like, they're not it, like at the end of the day like you got to be able to like go to sleep knowing that's like who you are mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that you're happy with who you are or at least you yes. know your work in progress and it does go back to like emphasizing on filling your cup so you can be able to show up the best version of yourself not only for yourself but for other people too like definitely and, like so we can just all come together and like advocate not only for hijabis but really just in general you know what if we have our mm-hmm. fi- our cup filled you have your cup filled you can be just the yeah best version of yourself for sure oh, that's right no, go ahead what i was saying earlier about like when i explain to people you know about what i'm going through and then it feels like it's just like fake energy back you know i kind of want to take that back because i feel like that's not good because uh honestly i don't know they could be going through something also deep inside you know what i mean and maybe they just don't have the emotional energy to like show support at that moment so i did want to take that back and maybe they just don't know what to tell you you know yeah what i mean like maybe they just don't know and so you don't i don't think you should like blame yourself in that situation like oh 
just because that person didn't understand you or like didn't support you in in the way that you wanted to be supported that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that like oh my my anxiety or my emotions are invalid you know what i mean that was just that was just the wrong person you know what i mean and so once Mm -hmm. you find like you know the right person and therapist like someone to talk to journaling like just the self-care for guys that i think should definitely be like talked about more you know so i wouldn't be like too hard on yourself yeah i would agree uh, for sure yeah that fraudulent energy needs to go though <laughs> 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 i'm just saying bro there's a lot of people that be oh yeah for sure and all that for but, sure. like they're not trying to learn about it or anything and that's like the same thing with like the hijabi topic like a lot of people will talk about it and stuff but deep aside they still it's just care. so easy to just say whatever you want to say Say what and for nobody, to nobody to check you. No one going to say like, "Hey, mm-hmm. did you say this?" It's just, <laughs> it's just out there, you know. And so people are very, very confident in whatever they say. Yeah, and that's a scary thing. You're like, you don't really know if they're if they're being authentic or not. Yeah, man. And then like, I mean, it's like, you know, we're not going to uh, sit here and try to be like, "Why did you do this?" You know, like try to nitpick intentions or anything like that. But it's sad that like that we know that that's out there. And I think, like, we just got to, like, make sure that's not us, you know? At the end of the day, like, got to look in the mirror, make sure that's not us. And, like, we always got to check ourselves. Like, I feel like I always got to check myself, you know, because sometimes you can start, like, like, why did I say that? Like, really, like, was that necessary? Or, like, was I really doing it for that? You know? Like, I feel like that's a constant struggle that we're all, like, we all... Because you can't just be like, oh, I'm straight. Well, like, not, like, I don't... I think he's fake, but I'm straight. So it's just, like, a constant of like checking ourselves making sure we're being and you know having our cup full like every day mm-hmm. trying our best yeah. making like impact maturity i feel like that's maturity also i feel like that's part of growing up when you realize you know your faults and you try to fix it definitely and even like, like for you guys like agreeing to be on this hijabi podcast like i just know some other guys just probably wouldn't agree or wouldn't take it as seriously because it's like what do you mean? You want me to, like, come on the podcast and talk about hijabis? They would just see it as, like, I guess something vulnerable or, you know, so I, I'm kind of, like, understanding what you're saying, like, about just showing the emotions or, like, the fraudulent energy. <laughs> <laughs> I, but definitely, I appreciate you having us out here. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, I feel like I've learned a lot. Like, Hey, yeah. we're the first guys on this, too. Yeah. No, child. You know, and I... Not and one, like, but two. Sir, you already know. <laughs> but if you were, like or on the edge of something like something like this or just going out there trying to do something good or i thought you just gotta do it you know like if you needed to hear that just do it what do you guys think are some self-care guys can do like do you what what would you guys do in like situation of like anxiety or, or just something try not to keep it in let it out yeah i mean there's definitely people like who are willing to listen and not even like one thing like if i'm like maybe saying something like i don't need advice you know like i don't need like you don't have to tell me a a step plan of like how to make things better Mm -hmm. but having someone you know that you know you can just like can go to or that they know that you're struggling or it's like you know it's like it's not you're by yourself but i think people fall into just like wanting to help so much but like sometimes you know being able to like get like oh do you need like do you just just listening like what's i'm saying like yeah. you know like that is a big thing like trying mm-hmm. to find like you know some friends or family um who'll just listen or i mean if you feel like you can't go through that i i feel like if it's 
available i feel like therapy would be great you know just sitting down and having like a professional because i mean like i've heard so many good things about it just like how because it's like you're talking to someone but they they happen to know like what to say like professionally you know yeah of like what can help or what are some techniques to help you through those situations or things like that but i mean it's definitely just speaking about it that's the first step like we we can't like someone's got to break down the the you know the norms and i'm you know people have been and like it's just i feel like not in our community you know like the whole like our age muslim guys type thing like it's definitely not a normal thing Mm -hmm. to talk about what you're going through or like you know like Mm -hmm. or having someone to just listen to you you know that's not very mainstream at all so i feel like making that conversation much more prevalent making it normal and you'd be surprised like i feel like if i did it maybe my other friend will do it and then from there like someone else becomes more confident with them to do it or you know just maybe it's like something you know you need to do and you're just not doing it or whatever but i think the first step is just addressing it yeah for sure and and also like not don't underestimate like the power of journaling or like writing down your thoughts or like bad thoughts anything that'll just like come up in the day anything like and i mean i need that advice for myself if sometimes sometimes like if i'll overthink or just having bad thoughts or anything and if you don't have someone there because you know i mean it's normal you're not always going to have someone available to listen to you because you're kind of emphasizing thing on like listening but being able to like write down all your thoughts or like journal and then it's kind of like it's like you take them out of your mind and then put them on a piece of paper and so once Mm -hmm. you read them they just become so clear and you can understand like okay this is what i've been going through i see it right here i'm reading it you like witness it and then that can help you better understand like why you're even overthinking and it's like sometimes it can be something silly because i mean for me like sometimes the things that i would overthink about they seem much bigger like in my head but like once you write them down they're like oh okay that wasn't even that bad you know yeah yeah for sure i think i think overthinking gets the best of all of us you know but i also think uh what's it called like science said therapy if you can't do therapy you know the homies are always there especially if you're not really like if you don't have that emotional relationship with your family or like parents stuff like that the homies always be there there's there's gonna be someone that's willing to listen you know what i mean and also like for the muslim people i don't know this helps me also like when i pray and i'm in sujood making dua it's like you know speaking with allah right there at that moment you know I, i let out everything there also that helps it's not good to to leave things in you know what i mean there's always that sense of relief when when you let everything out that you've been thinking about you know what i mean there's always that sense of relief and especially if there's someone there that's actually listening to you yeah for sure and I, I think you'd be surprised like you know like sometimes you realize like you might like if i'm going through it alone but if i talk to someone and they're like you know they can relate or something like that and you just you didn't even you feel know like you're not the only one yeah yeah for sure you just open that up to because yeah, that that's what it feels like sometimes with anxiety and stuff you know what i mean sometimes it feels like you're the only person that's going through it or like or like sometimes it feels like it's you versus everyone or like nobody understands you or anything like that yeah or like if like if it's like something you're struggling with or you know something that's just breaking you down and i feel like you talk to someone about it like not like oh what what do i do but like other people knowing kind of like hold yourself accountable too because like if it's something you're struggling with or Mm -hmm. you know just doing or now like 
it's not just like you're like in your own head if you do it you do it but like you know it's like a sense of like okay i can work towards a better like you know like updates and things like that mm-hmm. of getting like that accountability which is really important do you guys have anything else you want to add before we end like anything you want to say or like something that was on your mind yeah <laughs> you fraudulent people <laughs> you my shut man Again. do you have anything good to say bro just like shut up honestly <laughs> i i like one thing i i do want to i i want the whole emphasis of why you had us on this podcast, like why you would want a guy like, you know, giving perspective or thoughts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think if you, if there's anything to take away from it, it is what can you do to understand the situation or how do you realize what someone's going through? Like taking that step, like look in the mirror. I'm going to look in the mirror mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask myself what I can do, how I can help, whatever, whatever it is, like whatever, you know, cause you want to help or like hijabi women or women or whatever is like marginalized, like the cause, like you have to take a realistic step. And like more often than not, there are things you can do like right in front of you. But like we overlook it and we think like we're not going to change anything. So whatever, who cares? Mm -hmm. Okay, but we can definitely, I'm sure, make some changes or you know do something like something nice or outgoing that we wouldn't expect and you know Mm -hmm. try to break down these little immature barriers that are set and really just kind of come together as a community so if that if anything Mm -hmm. take that always always uh check up on your people also you know there's some people that show their emotions there's some people that just that look fine but they might be going through like the worst thing in the world you know what i mean so I feel like you should always check up on your people. Always just ask how they're doing, how they're feeling, you know. It might make their day better. I feel like that's a healthy thing everyone should start doing. I want to thank you both for spending this time to talk with me about the hijab. Where can people find you on social media? My Twitter platform is at S-A-I-I-I-I underscore 300. Mm-hmm. Feel free to follow me. I will definitely follow you back. On Instagram, mine is at North Sudan. And on Twitter, it's at N-E-H-R-U-V-I-A. Actually, follow, follow, follow our film page. It's at Film Archive, but film is P-H-I-L-M, not F-I-L-M. Oh, man. Low-key, uh, my, my Twitter app platform is actually S-A-I underscore 300. Sorry, I added a couple eyes. Quick fun fact. I started taking film pictures because of Celine. She's the one that put me oh on to it. Oh, my God. Quick shout-out. Honestly, yes, I put everyone on film in VHS, so I feel like I brought it back in Arlington. Damn. Trendsetter. Thanks. No cap. Thank you for tuning in and spending this time listening to this episode. If you could take one second to support this podcast by sharing it and leaving an honest review, it would mean so much to me and help us to reach many different audiences to spread our stories about the hijab. Let me know what you thought about this episode and tell me what you want to hear more of. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks for reaching the end of the episode. We hope you learned something new about the woman who wear the hijab. You can watch the recorded video of this episode on YouTube at Journal Hijabi. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Journal Hijabi to stay updated on all things hijabi and help spread our stories. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi.